0: Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. Anybody who can't handle adult conversations, topics, this is your trigger warning that we are giving you right now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You are about to be triggered. To be a joke. I do not believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself man. I'm not kidding. You better fucking... This right now i literally am gonna die i need an ambulance. welcome to the american christian thinker i am so sorry <laughs> to my world i am so sorry to my world this is not what we want trigger warning you're about to listen to the american christian thinker trigger warning there's so much potential.
1: For um, beauty and for devastation In this one moment it's almost incomprehensible the that, that they
0: so can so exist right now So, and we are grateful so close Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Welcome to the American Christian Thinker podcast Brought to you by The Theology Pit As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. Everyone, welcome back to another act. That's right, American Christian thinkers. That's what we are. Let's calm the music down here. Let's bring it down a little bit. All right, this is the American Christian thinker. Thank you very much. And so we're going to talk about a lot of, oh, I guess social issues that that deal with the Christian community and what, you know, like just. uh, just kind of deal with our culture, our American culture in general. And one of the biggest things that um, deals with our culture that I really want to discuss, I really want to talk about, is this whole concept um, of, you know, racism, of, of racial type stuff within politics in particular. So, um, liberals, yeah, we got to have a talk. Okay. Now, I know that, you know, the big thing is that, oh, everybody's a racist. Everybody's Hitler. Everybody I disagree with is Hitler. I mean, that's the new, like, you know, children's book for the, you know, adult children that, um, you know, you see on the TV throwing little hissy fits just because their person didn't get elected. And so, well, you know what? There's a real good reason why your person didn't get elected, to be honest. There is a super good reason why they did not get elected. And the biggest reason is because, honestly, the Democrat Party are a bunch of racists. Historically and presently, the biggest racists that you can possibly think of. And that's what Hillary Clinton represented. Okay, That's why we didn't vote for her. You know what makes us sad is that you keep chiming in about this. Oh, well, she won the popular vote. She won the popular vote. Yeah, we know she won the popular vote. You know why? Because you're idiots. That's why. OK, because this, the public education system has brainwashed you to the point where you can't think for yourself. All you do is just parrot you know, whatever's told to you, OK, whatever's trendy, whatever's happening at the moment. OK, you know, I, I, I turn on, you know, Facebook and stuff and I see the feed, you know, I mean, I, in my Facebook feed, I have, um, you know, liberal and conservative pages that I've fanned, that I've liked, whatever, that I follow so I can see everything that's coming through. So I can see, you know, the nice big range of what's happening. You know, people who are Americans and who people who are not American. Because let's be honest, to be American, that is an idea. Okay, you don't hear people saying that somebody's un-German. You don't hear somebody saying I'm un. They're un-French. That's un-French. That's un-German. No, you know why? Because that is a nationality based on where you were born. where are American. ...is an idea, okay? If you do not ascribe... To the American idea, to the American thought. If you have not assimilated into the country, you're un-American, and that's why un-American can be actually used. Okay, so when you have people like this, Shay Labouf or whatever from you know Transformers fame and Disney's Holes or whatever he's doing now, and you you know he has like some video camera up where you can mindlessly sit there going, he will not divide us, he will not divide us, he will not divide us, and you know you might as well have people stand up there and saying, we are all individuals. We are all individuals. We are all individuals. They're all saying the same thing. That's like a cult. That's like a, you know, a, a brainwashed cult to say something over and over again until until you actually believe it, you know, believe us. But it, here's the problem, though is that you're you're coming off of eight years of Barack Obama, one of the biggest dividers that this country has ever seen, okay? He has totally divided it. The liberal policies, the progressives, or rather the regressives, are the ones that have divided us. And I want to take you and explain to you why the majority of you voted for a huge racist system and why you're brainwashed by this racist system. And I know that it's difficult for liberals to think. I mean, this is why people call liberals libtards, you know, because they use the word retarded, which means slow learning. Okay. And that's basically what liberals are. And that's why you get called libtards. Now it's not, don't look at it as a complete pejorative because to be honest, what they're saying is that you actually do have the potential to think you know, you, you actually can think, you can actually, um, learn something. And a lot of times, um, people say that a liberal is, um, you know, someone, or a conservative is a liberal who is, um, who has been mugged. Okay. So once you get mugged, um, there you're, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, well, maybe I should be a conservative, Maybe, but okay. So I know it's hard for you to think, about things. And, you know, when you try to explain something to a liberal, one of the hardest things to do is build from the ground up because you can't build a foundation with a liberal because they don't understand that. They don't understand the concept of actually thinking abstractly. Okay. The foundation of a house, for example, it, sits under the ground okay the liberals don't see that they don't even they probably don't even think that houses have foundations now I know I'm being facetious there of course they do but you know what they don't do is they don't think about the fact that that has to go down and that has to be built on top of all they see is the house. So you have to start from the House. So that's what I'm going to do. Instead of going back in time and actually showing you the beginning of the Democrat Party and how racist it is and how like disgusting it is and what a disgustive movement progressivism is and what a disgustive mo- movement uh, liberalism is, I am going to show you looking at the House, looking from the beginning, starting with your horrible horrible candidate of, of Hillary Clinton and I know you guys think like, oh no she's great because she has a vagina no it doesn't matter what her sexual organs are I know that you know you guys you know think with your lady parts and vote with your lady parts and that's you know what your whole march was about like you know, 24 hours after you know Trump becomes president you have to go and you know protest about your lady parts and everything and it's funny because you're the same group that says oh well you know there's more than two genders there's there's gender fluid and transgender and cisgender and, you know, all these other things, except when it comes to the Women's March. And then it's just a matter of, hey, do you have a vagina? OK, you're a woman. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's real smart. I mean, I, you know, <sighs> I mean, listen to Jim Quinn. He really nails down you guys in, in, in you know, liberal land out there in what you believe. But here's the thing. Hillary Clinton married to Bill Clinton, of course, from good old Arkansas there, and those two are huge racists. And who do they have with them? Who did Bill? Who was Bill Clinton's vice president for eight years? It was Al Gore, who then ran, you know, and was defeated by George Bush, thank God. You know, but he... You know, look at the family he comes from. I mean, people sit there and whine about Donald Trump. And they're just like, oh, well, yeah, Donald Trump is such a racist. And it's like, yeah, well, what has he done that is so racist? Um, how about this? How about here's a big racist Donald Trump thing right here. In um, 1997, whenever he was building his Mar-a-Lago club in um, Palm Beach, that he filed a lawsuit, okay, in uh, the Southern District of Florida alleging that the town was discriminating against Mar-a-Lago because it was open to Jews and blacks. He put his money down to say and, and to sue Palm Beach For trying to hold him back from building this Because he was letting Jews and blacks in And if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong Because you probably will Jesse Jackson was up there commending him Saying he's a friend of the black people This is, this man, you know Jesse Jackson, Mr. Town himself You know, was up there saying that You know, Donald Trump is the greatest I mean, getting awards from NAACP and stuff But then he runs for president All of a sudden he's a big racist Okay, well let's talk about what actual racism is Okay Hillary Clinton all right, Hillary Clinton said that one of her mentors, okay, her mentor, somebody that she admired, somebody she looked up to, okay, was Senator Robert Byrd. All right, Senator Robert Byrd is a grand Klegel, or was, he's dead now, a grand Klegel of the KKK. And that's someone that goes out and actually recruits people to be part of the KKK. So here is an interview. Okay, with Robert Byrd. Listen, listen to the way he talks. Listen to what he says. Now, this isn't like an old interview. Okay, this is an interview from I think it was like around like 2002, somewhere around there. Um, if 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 I have it, if I have it right. But um, so but he's a Democrat. Okay, one of his like most famous things that he was a Democrat for is for filibustering during. The 1964 Civil Rights Act Okay Supported the Vietnam but he filibustered The 1964 Civil Rights Act Okay I think it was like 14 hours or something like that He he stood there and filibustered it So that it would not pass It would not pass He fought against it And you know what A, a buddy of his That fought against it also Was Al Gore Sr Al Gore Jr's father Okay Fought against the Civil Rights Act of 1964 because of disenfranchisement but hey this is one of Hillary Clinton's you know this is her mentor this is somebody who looked up to so let's hear from his own words what you know he has to say that he would you know that this is what Hillary Clinton is a part of this is what she's hearing
1: my old mom told me Robert you can't go to heaven if you hate anybody We practice that. There are white niggers. Oh yeah. I've seen a lot of white niggers in my time. Oh, you use that word. Yeah. But we've all we all we just need to work together to make our country better. And I just seemed to quit talking about it so much.
2: Now, after our conversation Friday, I went back to visit with Senator Byrd, and he said there is a term I used in our discussion of race relations that people may misconstrue. Yeah, and you know what's funny? That they may misconstrue. May misconstrue what?
0: that he, that he That's what he's saying? You, you listen to other interviews with the man. The reason why he said he started changing his mind about race was that he noticed that there were some young black children that were playing one time at a place where he was at. And he was thinking, hey, you know what? I'm a grandfather. I got grandchildren. I love them. Black people probably love their children the same way, too. Huh. You know what? They, uh, I tell you, they must be human like me in some way. Huh, that's really weird. All right? But listen to this reporter, okay, then the, the statement that he gets... From the uh, from, from Robert Byrd's people, okay, and from Robert Bird, the statement that he gets, his apology, it's like the Joey Porter apology here from, you know, whenever he got fined in the NFL for, you know, calling somebody a derogatory term or whatever, and he went out to apologize for it, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry if anyone was offended by that, I just meant to offend that guy. I didn't mean to offend you. Like, he wasn't sorry for what he said. He's just sorry that anyone was offended. So listen to what this reporter now reads to the, the, the response that he got because of all the backlash that Robert Bird was getting at the time.
2: His office has put out the following statement regarding that. It is, quote, I apologize for the characterization I used on this program. The phrase dates back to my boyhood and has place in today's society. As for my language, I had no intentions of casting aspersions on anyone of another race. In my attempt to articulate strongly held feelings, I may have offended people that I never att- intended to offend. I never
0: intended to offend those people I'm not sorry I used the word I'm not sorry that I used the term I'm sorry that you were offended by it Okay, great Uh, Please, Hillary Clinton mentor Please continue on
2: Unfortunately, there are people in every race who would rather attack others simply because of ill-conceived false stereotypes based on skin color.
0: Yeah, and we have one word for all of those type of people, and that's the (laughs) N-word. That's what we call them. It's not just for black people anymore. (laughs) Look how modern I
2: am. People who do this are obstacles to positive race relations and become the stereotypes that they despise. But by working together and continually improving the understanding between the races, we can overcome these narrow-minded people and the obstacles that they represent.
0: Ah, the narrow minded people and the obstacles. Who are the narrow minded people? Oh, oh, they're the people that actually were offended by this because they thought that I was just talking about one group of people when, no, actually I'm talking about you know, there are all kinds of n-words out there, all different colors, and that's how that's how we do it. Yeah, okay, there's Robert Byrd, okay? Another one of Robert Byrd's best friends, okay, was uh, Strom Thurmond, and Strom Thurmond, who you know he also opposed the um you know the civil rights act of 1964 but he even did one better he strom thurman actually holds the record okay in congress for the longest filibuster okay the longest filibuster the single longest filibuster he spoke for 24 hours and 18 minutes okay and what was it on it was to try and derail the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1957. That's what he did. Cots they say were brought in so that, you know, people could like sleep while he just discussed irrelevant topics and, including his grandmother's biscuit recipe. And you can actually go online and look up Strom Thurmond's grandmother's biscuit recipe on there from this famous thing because as a Democrat, as all Democrats do, they try to keep black people down. Okay? The fact of the matter is that they hate black people. Okay, because the Democrats were the ones who were the slaveholders. Okay, it was the Republicans that freed the slaves. All right, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. All right, Martin Luther King Jr. was a Republican. He was a Republican that tried to get a gun, but you know what? They came up with gun laws to make sure only the right-colored people can get guns, and it's certainly not black people. So the Democrats had to put this stuff in charge, you know, in 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 place because you know the Reverend Martin Luther King did not qualify as somebody who was responsible enough or was allowed to have a firearm to protect themselves. All right, you know what other uh, laws Democrats like to put into place? How about marriage laws? The fact that you need a marriage license. Yeah, that was to stop black people from marrying white people, or rather I should say stop white people from marrying black people, however you want to put it. But they would always, of course, put the white people first because, you know, they absolutely love the concept of now we can keep black people in the ghettos. We can keep them voting for us for a 100 years, as Lyndon Johnson said after he was— You know, signing the Great Society Act or the New Deal or whatever it was, said, I'll have these n words voting for a Democrat for a hundred years because they're buying their votes. They're like, hey, we're going to give you stuff if we can destroy your family and you know keep you in poverty. We'll keep you on the Democrat plantation. All right, so that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna do about it. When you read through, when you go through the Library of Congress and you read the slave narratives, which was um, done in like the I think the 1930s, where they went and actually made audio recordings and then wrote out people. People who were slaves that were still alive and they remembered being slaves and they remembered the emancipation and, uh, you know, what happened and they told their stories and you read through it, they talk about Democrats trying to buy their votes. They And, and, and a lot of them say, I, I'm proud, I never sold my vote, okay, because black people could vote. They could actually vote in the 1800s. That's right. Yes, they could. It wasn't until the Democrats took charge that then they started suppressing with their Jim Crow laws and the KKK. And the KKK was the terrorist wing of the Democrat Party that was going around. And they would even say in these slave narratives you read that the the Ku Klux Klan, them and the Jayhawks and the Bushwhackers would, you know, they would leave you alone If you were Republican, but if you were a Democrat, they would beat you, they would harass you, and they would kill you because they didn't want black people in their party, they didn't want it polluted. Okay, but you know, hey, don't take my word for it that Hillary Clinton just loved you know Robert Byrd. Listen to it herself here's in her own words after Robert Byrd died, I think in like uh, I think it was in 2010. Yeah, June twenty eighth, twenty ten, and here's what Hillary Clinton had to say about her mentor Robert Byrd. No, I'll just say here's what she had to say about this Ku Klux Klan, um, you know, senator, all right, from West Virginia that was a someone that recruited people to be in the Klan, someone that didn't view people, black people, as human beings, someone who fought against the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. Hillary Clinton, what do you have to say about that?
1: Today, our country has lost a true American original, my friend and mentor, Robert Seabird. Senator Byrd was a man of surpassing eloquence and nobility.
0: Yeah, we heard that, eloquence and nobility. Yeah, and he certainly was a, a great guy. A mentor, you say? That's that's what you say. Can I hear that again? Who was he? General,
1: my friend and mentor, Robert C. Byrd.
0: Oh, your friend and mentor. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Do you know any other friends or mentors that are that racist besides, I don't know, Al Gore's father who, you know, was was trying to uh, filibuster you know, uh, civil rights acts and who was like fighting against, you know, black people uh, getting their constitutional rights back. Um, any, and anybody else? Oh, gee, does the apple fall too far from the tree? Because there's Al Gore. I mean, you know, it's rumored that um, Bill Clinton was saying stuff when Barack Obama was, uh, you know, the first time he ran and said, you know, well, I gotta tell you that if it was uh, 10 years ago, whatever, he'd be carrying our bags in here. I mean, he, they, they just, oh, they're just, they're awful people. But let's let's listen to what she has to say. This glowing uh, indictment here, endorsement of uh, this 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 racist clan member from the Senate, from the Democrat Party, that, that is the honest embodiment of what the Democrat Party is.
1: Senator Byrd was a man of surpassing eloquence and nobility. Yeah. And I will remember him for many things, but I bet. most of all, for a heartfelt comment he made to me in the dark days following the attack on our country on You're 9-11. Such a great guy. My oh. state of New York was reeling, and we were scrambling to provide support and relief. Think of me as the third senator from New York, he said, and he meant it. Oh, he did. Thanks to the leadership of Senator Byrd, who chaired the Appropriations Committee, New Yorkers and Americans got Mm. the help we needed. I will never forget his devotion and his friendship in that critical time. It is almost impossible to imagine the United States Senate without Robert Byrd.
0: Yeah, because we cannot... Picture of the United States Senate without Klan members in it and running the Democrat Party, I mean, what the uh, yeah? I mean, where would the Democrat Party be without the openly racist, hostile uh, yeah, senator like the people that are that are in like Strom Thurmond, Al Gore Sr., or Robert Byrd or Bill and Hillary Clinton? Okay, now these people are so screwed up that I mean. Here's the thing. I heard that this study came out recently and I I couldn't believe it, but in a way I could believe it that in New York last year, there were actually more black children aborted, more black children killed than were born. Okay. The majority of children aborted in this country, children killed in this country are black. Okay. Over the last, what, 40 years 40 some years that Roe v. Wade has been in effect like something like 50 million children have been killed the majority of them black black people make up what eleven percent of the population when in the 1960s 1970s how what are they today? oh gee about the same yeah because we have to cut we have to curb that population all right we have to make sure these human weeds these 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 people who are you know stained to just be these human weeds of society these um you know, these deviants, these thugs, these criminals, okay, that because of, you know, this, um, it, it, because of this stigma that they have, this scar that they have, that they are predisposed to this, and we just kind of need to cleanse it out, okay? Oh, oh, you're saying, Sam, that's racist. You can't say that. That, that. That's craziness. What? Well, I'm not the one saying it. Margaret Sanger is the one saying it. Margaret Sanger is saying, "You know what? The best thing that you can do is abort those people is kill those people, okay? They're human weeds. Oh, she had lots and lots and lots of good sayings out there. Um, but that is, you know, but but no, but you know what? I know what you're saying. Hey, you're making that up. Well, hey, you know what here is an interview. Of the Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, who wanted to exterminate weeds, and asking when they asked her, "Well, do you think it's sin to murder children, to abort babies, and stuff?" What I mean, do you think that's sinful? What 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 do you think sin is, Miss Sanger? Why don't you tell us in your own words? What is sin?
2: Even sin. When I say believe, I don't mean in believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as a as sin? Well,
1: I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically, delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things, just mock when they're born. That to me is the greatest sin.
0: Yes, the people who are born with diseases and, you know, I mean, did you hear, let me, you know, that might went back kind of fast for you. I want you to listen once again to what she just said here. This is so screwed up.
2: Very accurate young man. Yes. And this is, a, this is a, this is a, this is a specific quote.
1: I'm well, oh, sorry, I went back a little too and far. And I suppose you just couldn't put that in a book or you couldn't put it into a uh, phrase so now or a sentence. Sort of what Do you believe in
2: when I say believe, I don't mean to believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as, a, as sin?
1: Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing
2: children into the world that have
1: disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being.
0: They have no chance in the world to be a human being. That's what she said. That's what the founder of Planned Parenthood just said. Uh, 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 The founder of Planned Parenthood is somebody that Hillary Clinton admires. And taking on archetypes, taking on attitudes and accusations flowing from all directions, I am really in awe of her. And there are a lot of lessons that can be learned from her life and from the cause that she launched and fought for and sacrificed so bravely okay, this is why and and the more interview that you look at Margaret Sanger too, she's a godless atheist that thinks that she's divine herself okay, and that's another thing all you liberals I know have in common is that, you know, you absolutely hate God, you you cannot stand God, and you pervert and twist things to form God into your own image rather than you know, worshipping the true and living God and, you know what that is your prerogative to do, and you're completely wrong in doing it, but know where you're coming from, so yes, These people are the worst of the worst, okay? So how can you say to me, hey, how could you possibly vote for Donald Trump? You know why? Because this is what my other option was. Somebody that was a liar, somebody that was a murderer, somebody that is a flat out racist that, you know, I mean, there are meme jokes that like, you know, she kills people, (laughs) you know, somebody that is just sickly horrible. The Democratic Party is disgusting. It goes back so far when you look into its history and it is nothing but anti-American disgusting murderers. And I'm sorry, more than half of the population of the United States backed someone like that. How ignorant is that? All right. I have just demonstrated how absolutely racist the Democrat Party is, and especially Hillary Clinton. And these are the people that you back. All right. So thanks for listening, liberal. I, as if you did, as if you even continued on, like, you know, listening to this here. But hey, I'm going to end it here right now. And thank you for listening to the American Christian Thinker. I want you to continue listening. I want you to tell your friends about this. Maybe this will actually help a liberal do your own investigation. Look at how terrible this party is and how terrible Democrats are as a whole. And progressive is regressive. Okay? And they are truly libtards. So, Mrs. Sampson signing off. Thanks a lot.